Spears and Steinberg. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah. Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Folks, we are officially in fucking holiday season. Um, current events. We haven't talked about current events in a minute. But before we do, let me address Brandon from the UK, Corksaka. I was looking at the pod as I always do uh, sometimes. I, I really listen to it more than I look at it. <clears throat> but every now and then, I, well, I, I do look at it because I want to read the comments. <clears throat> Excuse me, on YouTube. Goddamn. And Brandon writes, this is the one we recently did about the R word uh, or the N word. He goes, God, this podcast has become so boring. They talk about the same things over and over and over again. Boo. And then he gives like 15 tomato emojis. You know, I, I, at first I went, okay, this guy's clearly just trolling now. But that wasn't it. I, I figured it out. I have pieced together what Brandon's deal is. Because for the life of me, I just kept going, how can somebody, and he does this every week, how does he keep shitting on this podcast, but yet he can't stop listening? So he's in denial. So here's, here's what I'm getting at. Here's, what, here's the deal with Brandon. Brandon leads a double life. Uh, he lives in the suburbs. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got three beautiful kids. He's got a Labrador retriever. He mows his own lawn. He's got a great job. His neighbors love him. He and his wife, once a month, host cheese and wine tasting parties. Uh, every 4th of July, he barbecues. He's a swell guy. But <clears throat> occasionally, some weekends, he tells his wife he's got to go out of town on a business trip. When what he really does is drive the 20 minutes from the suburbs into the city where on a nightly basis, he sucks random guys' cocks in bar bathrooms. And for over a decade, he's had a Guatemalan, Guatemalan boyfriend named Esteban. Uh, so he, but he won't admit he's a homosexual. So he's in denial. Like, you can't tell him he's gay. He, he's, he thinks he's what he's doing is not crazy. But he's, he's, on, he's in denial. That's what it is. That's, that's the way he leads his double life as how he is with this podcast. He's in denial. He's in denial. Isn't he from the UK? Yes. And why is he celebrating the 4th of July? Be, because that's just, he, but he lives, he's from the UK, but he lives here. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, his whole life is a lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't understand how he can shit on this podcast every week. And every week he has, and again, you know what's funny? Sometimes before I see the name, I'll read the comment. And I go, how is this? My? And then I see the name and go, oh, yep, makes sense. So, Brandon, I don't even want to say if you're listening, because I know you are. 
uh, knock it off, nigga. You know you love us. Otherwise, why would you stay for this? Well, I, I, that's like going to a restaurant where you hate everything on the menu, but you're, but you're there, you got your table, and you got your favorite dish that you eat every week. But you hate it. You claim you hate it. Stop it, nigga. Uh, current events. Anything jumping out at you? Because uh, I know there's a couple things I want to throw at you. And just throw them out because there, there's been so much lately. They, they just they did uh, extend the uh, debt ceiling, so we're not gonna. I have no get, idea what that means. So when people, so the people are gonna get uh, the government's not gonna shut down for at least another. That would have been catastrophic, right? Maybe it might be necessary. I heard that stocks would take a major hit. Yeah. And I don't, we don't need that. The economy is going to take a hit. I don't need to take no more. I've, dude, I have lost 20 grand in the stock market. I got out, like I told you, like three weeks ago, completely. But, you know, they, they say, you know, when it's like this, now's the time to buy. Yeah. So why you get out? Yeah, because it's not the time to buy. It's what they say. Oh, it's what they say. <laughs> uh, After it takes the hit, you can, it's time to buy. Okay. It's going to take a hit. Well, as it takes the hit, aren't the, the, the share prices low? Yeah, you got to so wait. The, so that, you let them take the hit. Let them bottom out. Ooh. All right. Uh, dude, you know what I thought about? Uh, two things. I don't know why we didn't mention this on the pod when we were talking about winning time. When we were going, somebody should pick this up. How ironically great would this be? You know who should pick it up? No. Showtime. Oh, yeah, that would be nice, right? How ironic would that be? They could change the name from Winning Time to Showtime if they wanted to. No, keep it Winning Time, no, but, but the offense was Showtime. Yeah, but the reason they didn't call it Showtime is because of Showtime. They, they, they Marketing-wise and being right. on Showtime, that's why they didn't call it Showtime. They could put it on Showtime and change the name Winning Time on Showtime. They could do whatever okay. they wanted to do. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think that would be because then they could still do what they want, tell the story they want, be as vulgar, and all the titty shots and all of that. They could still do all that, but that would be sweet. Like, I'll fuck you to HBO. Showtime picked up winning time, and that's the name of the offense that they ran. That would be awesome. It would be good. Um, I also thought about, uh, you know, when Steve gave us the porn name, uh, Son of a Trans Woman? Yeah. Starring, you ready? Yeah. Al Pacina. Al Pacina. Yeah. Get it? It's yeah. a dude and a woman. Al Pacina. Al Pacina. Okay. No? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I had to think about it way too long to get it. Well, well sometimes it takes you a second yeah, to, to get what should be obvious. Al, but no, think about it. Tran, set up a trans woman and that actress, actor, both Al, dude, Pacina, woman. Pacina. Yeah. Ooh, uh, <laughs> Does her ooh stay the same? Ooh-ah. Yeah, yeah, it changes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes more sense now. I'm in the dark here. I'm in the dark. What life? I've got no life. Ooh-ah. <laughs> Steve sent me another one. I got to find Did it. Did he really? Yeah, it's, he's so, um, yeah, he always has a good one. Um... I want to before we get into the because because and I'm assuming you will you will uh, steer this ship because you're more knowledgeable on the shit. Than we'll I we'll am. see. I haven't been paying much attention. 
Uh, no, but I know. Come on, man. I know you, nigga. I, like, come on, man. We've been doing this now for a minute. I know. Yeah, I know. I but... can give you the no look pass. Just be in the spot where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but before we do get to that, uh, breaking news: they they got Tupac's killer. Yeah. W- w- did they show a picture? Of him? Yes. He's 60 years old. His name is Dwayne Davis, but his alias was. I, I'm gonna fuck this up. I don't know if it's Ke- Keffy D or Keith D. Spelled K E F F E D. That's his street name. And this thing is 60 years old, dude. But he wasn't 60 when he killed him. No, he was 40. Um, and they said that, obviously, m- murder. He spent the rest of his life. Can you think about that? At 60 years old, you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison. That's fucked. It, it feels like if you want to waste a good part of your life, well, it might be better to do your older years. Well, no. If, if, if you're going to go to jail for, let's say, 20, 30 years, would it be better to go in the beginning of your life or towards the end of your life? I don't want to go at all, but I oh, know. But if you if you had to go, I'd go way at the end of my life. Right. So you can have your prime years yeah, and die in there. Right. Then you think that's better than your prime years in jail? And at least when you get out, if you're 50, 60, you get to enjoy the rest of your life out of it. Yeah, but you haven't established any life outside of prison. So how are you going to survive? How are you going to make money? How are you going to function? And how are you going to how are you going to continue? You saying if you go in earlier, earlier, if you miss your your prime years, your money making years, your years where you develop a career, have some income, establish some relationships with people, you miss all that. Wait, I'm confused. You're saying if you go in young, right? Yeah. You missed being able to set all that up? Yeah. Okay, but when you get out, you can't do that? Yeah, everybody wants to hire a 50-year-old guy for a new career. But if you establish all that stuff before you go into jail, once you go into jail, isn't that all that gone now? Yeah, but you're out. I mean, you, yeah, I would just why I said I'd rather go in late, late. If I have to go, uh, if I go in later, yeah, at least you have established something. You have something. I don't know. I'm not going there. There's the. I know you're not going. This guy, there. this guy though, did he has he given any interviews? Has he? Seen no, they just got they just arrested him. They raided his home in Nevada, and they found what they needed to find, and they and he's in custody now. How did they find what they need to find? You, you're going to keep evidence of this your whole this whole time. And listen, niggas, I'm telling you, it's the reason why. And, and fucking, what's the movie Goodfellas? What did Ray Liotta say? You know why black men get caught? Because niggers stick up men fall asleep at the wheel. Niggas slip up, man. He had 20 years to get rid of everything. Niggas slip up. And you know, some niggas, street niggas be like, nigga, I want to brag. I got the such and such that I did with the whoop de boo when I killed Tupac. Nigga, look at this. Some you, niggas want to brag. You honestly think this dude's been bragging about it and he didn't get turned in sooner? How did, he get, I, I, how did they I, catch I, I him? I don't think him not getting turned in sooner had anything to do with him not bragging or not boasting. I don't think that the system really wanted to solve that. It's been, it took 20 years. I don't think the system with two dead niggas, Pac and Biggie. Who gives a fuck? No, I, I, I don't. There's, I think they had uh, some image concerns that they would have wanted to solve it because if they didn't solve, if it goes on as long as it has, it's, it's not a cold, it's not a cold case where they threw it away. They obviously been looking into it. How did they catch him? Did they say? No, I don't know. I have to, re- I have yet to read the details. Well, that's that's going to be in there because if that's if they went, if this was a uh, an operation to find this guy. Yeah, they obviously wanted to. If if uh, someone turned him in, that's a whole different story. Right. Well, damn him. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, we need the details, but yeah, uh, I, I'd like to see more about uh, about that. And the cop that was uh, <clears throat> at the podium talking about it, uh, it was interesting because he seemed a little shook up, like as he was giving the news, he was like, "Justice has finally been served to the family of Shakur," and but he they, he sounded like, he looked like he was getting choked up. And, and you know, you know, maybe he was close to the case. Maybe he had something to do with it. He's been trying to close it for a while. Who knows? Yeah. I I don't know. I, I'd like to know more about it. Uh, now, now, does Biggie's case get solved now? Uh, now that would be interesting. If all of a sudden nothing nothing moves for twenty years, and then they find both Biggie. Biggie's killer too. Well, both. they were both damn near killed around the same, same period, time. Yeah, so. no. But that would be weird that both of them get solved. I forget what the name of that movie was with uh, Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker about the Biggie. Oh, is it about Biggie or Pac? I think about Biggie, Biggie's murder. Uh, I forget the name of that movie, but I watched that movie. Uh, It's a pretty good movie. I wish I could remember the name of it. I saw a bunch of movies. I don't know which one. They made made a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, now on to some deeper shit. Uh, this migrant thing in New York. Yep. Um, and it's funny because looking at these videos, the one thing that's constant are people upset saying, stop calling them migrants, call them what they are, illegals. And listen, before I get into this, let me just say, I wish we almost had Neri on so we had some Hispanic representation. I like how you, you you sit next to me and you go. I like some Hispanic representation. No, I'm I'm, I'm oh, dude, I don't be. Come on, I know, man. I know, and you don't either. Sometimes, no, that's not true. No, that is very true. No, I always know who I am. No, nobody said you didn't know who you are, but but in your way of flip flopping, and there have been people that have written in. Well, fuck those people. Huh? They don't know me, and they don't live my life. They can write in why all they being, want. So about why are you being so argumentative, man? No, because because I sense a little tension in your voice from the moment we started this podcast. Are you all right? Yeah. Do you feel like doing this? No, I feel like doing it, but okay. I'm just telling. Are you, you hungry? Because I know you've been intermittent fasting. No, no. Are you hungry? You I want just, a cookie? I, I just ate my Jimmy John's all right, and, well, and had a brownie. All right. Well, then that's so happy. So that's not it either. All right. Well, brownies is happy food. Cheer up, nigga. Go ahead. We're just on two different... There's two different sides I know, but I, I sense a little aura from you that's a little tad bit touchy. Are you all right? No, I've been fine. All right, Did nigga. you see anything? Does anybody see anything? All right. Well, like I said, uh, I know you part Mexican. But I also know there have been many times where you have said on this podcast, and if I had the files to pull it up, I know I've heard you say, but you identify more with your white side. I never said. Uh, You've said that. No, here's what, I, here's what I'm trying to say. I'm an American. I don't even see myself as a Mexican-American. I think that's laziness that America even let that happen. We're American and we have heritage from our, our, our ancestral countries that we come from, that we take things from them. But that's our ancestry. That isn't who we are. I live in America. I work as an American. I do American <clears throat> shit. Taco Tuesday is American. I feel like Joe Pesci right now <clears throat> in uh, Goodfellas, like when the guy told him about getting your fucking shine box. Like, yeah, whoa, I didn't mean to offend you. You know, like, gee, all of a sudden you're getting fresh. Um yeah, dude, I wasn't trying to offend you when I said the Neri thing. No, it didn't offend me at all. I just, it's very interesting because I remember these conversations with Neri. Our conversations would be very different, mine and Neri's conversation. Okay, well, with that being said, uh, and I know these migrants aren't just uh, Hispanic. Uh, I'm sure, I think I've seen some videos it's of some a, yeah. brothers too. No, no, it's it's more than this. It's it's a very it's very it gets very deep in what's going on. All right, so I'm saying all that to say, folks, uh, I'm I'm. Stepping right up to the plate, and I'm saying that I, I am not 
knowledgeable on this, somewhat ignorant. Uh, so forgive me ahead of time. Uh, and I have more questions than probably comments. Um, like I, I got into it with my, with my, uh, my, my broad, uh, the other day, because my whole thing is this, I just don't like the look that it's giving New York. Uh, all those people sleeping on the sidewalks, it looks dirty, all these mopeds. Uh, and, and a lot of people seem to be upset with that too. But the, the thing that I got into it with uh, my, my lady about was, I, I said, these people that are upset, go back and, you know, uh, is there concern that these people are possibly taking jobs? And of course she responded, they're taking jobs that we don't want or we wouldn't do. Or she, and what she's kind of alluding to is these and mostly white people that are upset with these migrants uh, or illegals, it's a racial thing. Do I think some of it's racial? Absolutely. But I don't, I don't, I would put a, I, I, I don't want to put a big percentage on that because the bottom line is this. If people are coming to this country, and I know some of the people that are upset, the white folks, are, some of them are saying, look, if you want to be a citizen, do it the right way. Go through the process. But to just have thousands of you come over here illegally, not go through the process, be sheltered. Yeah, we got a fucking problem with this. So I'm wondering how much of this is really just, as she said, just angry white folks being racist versus, no, these are people with legitimate a legitimate right as citizens to be upset, and they feel like they're uh, these migrants are are, are taking uh, whatever advantages that can be given over America's real, you know, natural citizens. So, you know, I'm not looking at it as a place of you illegals. You do, you know, oh God, I, this is one of those. I'm not looking at it like go back to where you came from. I'm not looking at it like that. But I'm just going. Do they not do they not have a legit right to be upset if they're not coming through the right way, avoiding the right process? Do they not have a right to be upset that they're making the streets look like a third world, third world, third world country? Are you is that where you're dropping it off at? Yeah, that's what the pause would be. That's why I'm making sure that you yes, were coming yes, up with something. Yes, yes, your turn. Um it's funny because living in, you know, Jersey, New York, watching the New York news, it's funny. The first thing you said, white people, and you kept saying white people. The most of the people that you watch on the news are, aren't white that are talking about this, and they're upset about it. Because as you just said, they're coming to your city. They're sleeping on your streets. Now, what is your? What do you mean when you say your? What is your? What is your streets? Your city? That's one of the things. This 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 is one of the things that you were careful about because you said go go back to where you came from. What makes it? You know the idea of what makes this yours. I you know a lot of times we talk about what makes this yours. You didn't come here. You came. You know that's the famous thing that uh, a lot of a lot of activists like to say. You're not from here either. What did you do? Where would you go if you had to go back home? Well, let to let, quote Farrakhan. Yeah. I was I was going to give him the quote, but yeah. So let's let let let's break it down. What is your? And because now we're looking at it from a different perspective, where it's not just white people; 
it was all the people in New York that are upset about this. Not all the people, but the people that they were interviewing. That it's I've just ironic. It's just ironic that every time I see it on the feed on Instagram, I, I don't see any faces but white people. No, I'm watching the news every night. All right, I'm and just it's, asking. And it's, and, it's, and it's it's white, it's black, it's it's Hispanic. It's it covers the gamut because your when you say your this is your city. What are you wearing right now? A Yankees hat. You identify with your your roots, your heritage in New York. And it wasn't remembered with people just living living on the street that are just coming over here from another country. What else is your? You pay taxes. You pay taxes to live where you live. And you pay those taxes so it goes into your community so that you can fund the things that happen in your community, like schools, so that your children can go to school and pay for it. The school is paid for because of your tax dollars, your contribution to your community. There's no contribution made, but they're pushed into the schools. And for everyone that's pushed into the school, if they don't have someone that speaks that language, and here we're going to have some real fun with this, if they don't speak that language, you have to get someone that can teach them or speak the language for them, translate, because America doesn't have a language, a national language. So whatever language they speak, if they, if they have the right to be in that school, they have the right to be educated. And if you have the right to be educated, you have to understand what the education is. And in order to do that, you have to have someone who can translate for you. Now, when we say the language, now let's get back to where these people are coming from. Uh, and to tell you the, a story so that I can get to this is that someone uh, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of what I, what I was told and maybe even change a little bit around so it doesn't get feel like I'm telling someone's story out of pocket. Uh, let's say that someone from India was here and let's say that they had a job. And whatever reason, the job closed or they lost their job or whatever, that company shut down. And so that they have to go back home. Now they have to go back to India. They might have even been recruited here, but now they have to go back to India because their visa was based on them working here and, and, and at that specific job. So now they have to go back to India. And it can take up to two years to legally do it. Or, or what people are doing it's just going around circumventing the the visa system or any other system that they do. Go up into Mexico, go back through and come into the country because that's what they're allowing to happen. Because Biden put himself in a position where he wanted to be this uh, where he wanted to shit on a on a president, on a sitting president about his immigration policies, which we now know had a lot to do with the immigration policies that came from Clinton uh, to Obama down to to Trump. Now. Before I get into this, because we had a little bit of a discussion about this, I'm not a Trump fan. I don't want Trump to be reelected. I don't think he has the demeanor uh, and the presence to be a good president. I He's already proven that. He's divisive and causes problems. I don't want him to be there. Do I want Biden to be there either. But what he did help do, Biden did, by making it like we had a bad guy in the White House and that he was the horrible person. He wanted bad things for, for good people. He put his stamp on, if they were, you know, I was president, I would open up the borders. I would let the people in. And that's where he is now. Biden. Biden. And he's fucking up the country. Because you can't let, this is the only country that you can come in like this. There's no other country in the he whole world. He is not going to be reelected, dude. dude I I, I, this is how bad they hate Biden. I don't mean to throw you off. Go, no, go ahead, I, go ahead. I saw where Obama was giving a speech. And at first I thought they were saying, fuck Obama. And I ain't never seen that. I'm like, God damn. And, and most of the time I've seen Obama anywhere, it's a bunch of love because people go, yo, he was a great president. Now, I know there are some that'll disagree, but whatever. But they were chanting, fuck Joe Biden. 
and it and, and the caption was Obama loses control of the crowd, and he was trying with all his Obama ness. Oh no, guys, come on, hold on. Well, well, wait a minute now, and he, he couldn't get it. But again, I thought this was on him, and I was like, oh shit. But that's how bad they hate Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. Like, damn. Well, a lot of people who were in the middle of the country have slid into hating him. I always hated him because he's a career politician whose his job has always been to be a politician. These jobs were never intended to be lifetime jobs. You were supposed to go and serve. This was a service to your country was to be in, in, the, con, in the Congress, not your lifetime profession. And this is what we've turned it into. And I'm not blaming any one party for this at all. I'm not blaming any party for anything that I'm about to talk about, because as far as I'm concerned, there's only one party. It's the political party. And they have their jobs to be on team politics. And we're a team people. And team politics is fucking the people. It's like I, we, we had this argument. We, we've talked about this about baseball. We never understood how people who go to baseball games would fight in the stands or after the game because the people that play baseball after the game, whether they're on opposite teams or not, they go have dinner together. They celebrate together because they're millionaires and they're living a baseball life. So let's let's flip that around. In, in, in when we go to politics. They're the politicians. They're on team politics. Their uniform is Republican Democrats, but they're the same fucking thing. And they're going to hang out and go to dinners and big fundraisers and they hobnob and move with all the regular people, all those people. And we sit here in the trenches and fight over back and forth about it while they make money. They, they get all their bills were paid. Uh, they're making money. Some of them, a lot of them become millionaires. And we're sitting here yelling back and forth at each other because we're, we're arguing over policy. When they're just when they are just team politics. Let me ask you a question. Why is it that most people can't seem to see what you see? Because if everybody saw what you saw and thought the way you think and said what you said, well, then we wouldn't be, as you say, fighting over policy. We'd all go. They're the enemy. They're in cahoots. But we don't seem to do that because the illusion is that we elect them and we put them in office. (laughs) The illusion, I like that. Well, it is an illusion because you elect them, but you elect out of choices. And these people who have choices got funding. And the reason they got funding was so that they could run for office. And how, what did they do? Where did they get the funds from? And then now they're working for the people that funded them. They're not working for us who voted for them. They're working for the people that funded them so that they have the money to put their name on a ballot so that we will vote for them. So let me go back to what I said a long time ago, once upon a time ago in a galaxy not far away. When I go, so then what's the point of voting? If it's an illusion and it's bullshit and they're both the same, what's the point? It's, it's going to be very hard to defend uh, my previous feelings, which is that hopefully you vote for the right people that put you in office. But the only way this is going to change, honestly, the only way this is going to change, and this is why I've said to shut down, uh, it, it's, there's, there's going to be a, a, a very serious situation where there's going to be a reset. And we're not going to we're going to remove people from office. We're going to get the money out of politics. You can't have people paying people this much money to run for office. And to do your dutiful job, which is to be part of to, to serve your country. But what's happening is you run for office, you go get money and you so that you can run. And now you have an obligation to people who who funded you, and it, it is like this because here let, let's look before we get into that detail. Let's let's make it a little bit bigger. Uh, people say uh, this person, this this guy's uh, contributed millions of dollars to the uh, Republican Party. Let's say 
They also, if you go and look at them, that doesn't always get talked about, is they also uh, funded millions of dollars to uh, the Democratic Party. Now, they usually fund more money to the party that's going to do the most work for them because there is slight differences, obviously, between these two parties and who they're willing to protect and represent. But they're funded by big business funds both parties because they can't have one party against them. They're always funded by both parties. So the money has to be removed. There shouldn't be presidential elections where presidents are having $100,000 dinners to donors. And then now donors have some connection to the pers- to the party, to the, to, to the person that ran. There has to be uh, the part, the election should be funded by the government. It should only be a certain amount of money. There should be a way to run. The, there should be a way to run an election where you can't raise a billion dollars to run as a president. It should only be a certain amount of money that you can spend and it should be regulated because this isn't, this isn't how it was set up. It wasn't intended to be this way. Um, as far as the Congress goes, yeah, there has to be term limits. There cannot be people just funding uh, for a lifetime to sit there and, and to make all these connections to do. First of all, let's even go back even to this. Why are why are we have 80 year old people running the country? I'm not against 80 year old people. Maybe there's some 80 year old. Well, no, people. No, well you, there might be something to it because, dude, I saw the clip where Biden said L.L. Jake and then called him boy. Now, I don't think that really was a racist thing. I, I think it's a generation. He just is an old man that comes, and, and it sounds crazy for me to say that because when you go back to his younger days, he has said some racist wild shit. So I, I'm, I don't want to seem like I'm giving him a pass, but I really don't believe that came from a racial point. I just think as an old man, he was like saying boy as though he would call anybody a boy. You know, if for that matter, why couldn't he get his name right? Yeah, I think there's there's issues with that. We got uh, I don't even know the, con- the the Mitch McConnell who who freezes and can't even move. Oh, you talking about uh, Colonel Sanders? Drink. Yeah, he can't even move. We have these people that have, have have sat in office for so long that make decisions, make policy built on what was from yesterday, and nothing about the new about our new uh, the new world that we live in and the changes that are made. And these guys are making decisions on AI, and they can't even use their fucking home phone. Oh, they can use a home phone, but not their phone in their pocket. So what are they making the decisions based on? Based on what other people are saying. And who are these other people? And why do they have their ear? This is it's a very this is all very complicated. But to to be honest, I think that there has to be some I don't want to say civil war. I don't. And that's not that's not where I think it has to go. But I think there has to be some overhaul of our political system. And usually most situations like this are by force, not by uh, voluntarily happening. But we have to see some term limits. I understand why they don't want term limits, because you want people to sit on uh, on, on chairs that have experience because they know more. OK, so then if you're on a chair and you're only supposed to have two or three terms, uh, you can have a fourth term on the chair, but you have to be removed and you have to pass it over off that fourth year. You can make an exception, but not not a lifetime of service, not not this way. Not, not the way that they're let me, doing it. Let me it. ask you this. These angry, seething faces and these tones that are coming from the people about these migrants. Well, first, I want your opinion on two things. One, migrants or illegal aliens? Well, it depends. Some are migrants. Some of them are coming here to escape a system. Others are coming here illegally. Now, when you watch the news and you see them uh, pushing down fences and them all climbing over and then the, po- the policy of... of, of 
the, the our border policy right now, federal policy, is to assist the people that are once they get right there, they're they're helping them out of the. You saw them helping them out of water, yeah. helping them out of right. up, up hills. So that's our policy. Now I I I can't call them illegal because you helped them get here. You you assisted them in being here. But Versus the ones coming on the bus. The ones coming on the bus are, are, are they came in. They were welcomed. They were put on a bus. They have a court date to get their. Uh, whether they show up for those court dates or not is a whole other story. I, I don't know how I would justify what we're doing right now to to put. I wouldn't put it on the people coming here solely that they and and define them by a word. I wouldn't because people are being told come now. People are being told come so now. So the people that are angry and go back and do they have a right to be upset? Yes, because okay. you paid you pay taxes, you pay to be here. And when you pay this, you have money that's put into the system that you've paid over years. Even when, let's say you had a job in high school, you pay taxes in high school in the state, in the city that you live in, you pay state taxes in that, in that state, you're paying these taxes and these taxes are, 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 are compiled. And then when you get to a certain age, and now you have kids, that school, you hope the school and all this money that you have paid in taxes goes to the school and so that your kids can come in and have a safe environment to learn in. And uh, safe is another whole. This could this conversation could go sideways if we wanted to, but you want them to go to a school that has funding, that can pay for things so that their education is not limited so that they can move on to their next step and go to a college or go to some other educational institution or find a good job after high school. But when we're just piling people in and there's no room for people and what's happening in New York, the reason people are getting so mad is because they're offering, I think they're a start. They want to pay them each person. They want to give them $300 a week. <clears throat> now people who are from this country legally laying in the street need mental health services is really a big problem with the homeless. They're not getting anything. And, Yet these people that are coming in, they're offering them three hundred dollars. They want to give them three hundred dollars a week and house them. That's costing what is the angle of here? Dollars. What's the angle that we're supposed to be this country that's accepting? But no, no, I'm, there has to be a reason why they're letting them come in and paying them, but they're not doing that for their own citizens. What's you know what I'm saying? Somebody's what's the game here? What's what's something's going on? This is this is Biden's policy to have done this. Because, as I said, when he was uh, vice president, when, after he was vice president, he was going to run for office against uh, Trump. And that whole Democratic side wanted to make Trump look like he was a bad person for not letting people in. And they were trying the kids in cages. The whole thing that they did to make him look horrible is exactly what's fucking us over now, because he made a policy based on what he said that has to bring these people in. And when they did that. And I think rightfully so, because I lived in Arizona forever and all these border towns or border cities that have to deal with all these migrants coming through up through uh, through Mexico. And this is very important. This is why I, I did make a uh, we'll get into this, but to all of them coming up. Uh, a lot of the people are now moving them out. OK, we'll fly. Well, listen, when you say that uh, El Paso. They should be able to come up and come through and let El Paso deal with that. That's because no one lives in El Paso. Who do you know that lives in El Paso? Do you give a shit about El Paso? No one gives a fuck about El Paso. Well, for the record, it was one of our greatest comedy experiences. Yeah, El it Paso. was. I love, I, love, I love El Paso. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying the country right. as a whole doesn't give a fuck about El Paso. 
So in El Paso, if you give people tickets to Martha's Vineyard and they have to go to Martha's Vineyard, now all of a sudden you have some people outside going, Ooh, we don't have places for people. Well, where did you think El Paso had places for people? Do they have special pockets in El Paso for people? Right. Where did you think they were going? No one gave a shit because no one's fleeing uh, Canada to come here. So they, they aren't seeing anything up north part of the country. So I love that they have shipped some people. They, they've given them to where do you want to go? And they say where they want to go and they give them a ticket and they go there and let that state figure it out. You know, when uh, San Francisco was very proud of being uh, the sanctuary city that it is. Look at San Francisco right now, guys. Yeah. I'm not shitting on San Francisco. Because too many you don't people, have to. Because too many people that live there have been it. shitting on San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got shit all, all over, over it. it. You, you got to understand that there's a balance. We don't need to to over, uh, you know, over law, over arrest, over police, over. But there is a, some. There is a sense to law and order. There Listen, is a reason. I, um, and that's the other thing. Besides everything you said about people who pay taxes and schools, aren't we overpopulated? In this country? Yes. Well, there's space. I mean, there's space for people. Hardly. In the cities, there's not. But in the middle of the country, there is. And I'm not saying that I'm suggesting these people move to the middle of the country. What I'm saying is we need a more sensible immigration policy. And we do need to cut off. We, we, have, we have a legal immigration policy with, so much, with numbers of people that America, by numbers, can actually afford to bring in, let them, be part of, uh, let them become part of America, and... and work their way into the system and not be a financial burden where it cripples the country. We have that, but we haven't followed that for years. I'm going to go all the way back to Reagan. Reagan gave people citizenship all the way when he was in office. And that was what they were supposed to do is they were supposed to just give everybody citizenship. That wasn't going to be illegal anymore. I mean, they were going to get their citizenship. They were no longer illegal. We were going to put more protections on the border. And then we were going to work on our immigration policy. That didn't happen. Now we have millions of people here that have come in undocumented. And the problem is when I said that, you could go through uh, Mexico to come in. Look at the people that are coming in. We're not talking. These are Mets. First of all, they were never Mexicans in the first place. Even when Trump was in office, it wasn't about Mexicans. It was about all the countries even uh, below Mexico, where Mexico has a wall to protect themselves from, the, from other countries coming up. But they had that because those people were way impoverished and they were coming up through Mexico. The problem with Mexico is they weren't stopping them from coming up. They were actually aiding them to get to the border to get into the United States because they wanted them out of Mexico because they Mexico didn't want to pay for them either. So this has been going on for a long time. The, I, the messages haven't been clear. Uh, Trump, that's why one of the other reasons I don't want Trump to be a president, he never explained this in a way that made any sense other than make him look like he was just a racist piece of shit. And he really wasn't. He really was doing the right things at the time. Let me ask you, and I'm, I'm saying this very cautiously. Am I crazy to go, I think I'd like to see folk in prison? Yeah, I think it's crazy. You think it's crazy? I think it's crazy. So, so, so when, you know, when he says, I'm going to make it so that transgender men can't compete against women, certainly he would, wouldn't want the border. He, I don't think he would allow this. No, uh, he wasn't letting it. So happen. there's that. And then, you know, his rhetoric, how clean up the lawlessness. Because, again, I'm sick and tired of seeing these motherfuckers rob these stores. I saw on the news where they said several stores 
are closing in major cities now. Yeah, a lot of them. Because of this. A yeah. lot of them. Yeah. So let's just say Trump did make it so that transgender men couldn't compete against women. He did make it so that the border wasn't out of control. He did make it so that there's penalties for these people stealing. That's crazy to want him back. I don't think he. I don't think he could make those things happen. He's so divisive. The way that he speaks, like I'm like what I'm saying. He didn't articulate the problems at the border in a way that made sense to people, other than and for the other side, were able to label him as a racist through every single step that he made because of the way that he speaks, the way that he talks. I don't like. I, I view him and Biden in the same same thing. They're as racist as any other 80-year-old white man, 78-year-old white man, whatever age they are now, almost 80. They're, they come from a time. That it's, when we listen to a song that's old and we hear something on it, people go, oh, that, that's, a, that's terrible. I can't believe that they're, you know, she's just 17. You know what I mean? These older songs. Right. But then people go, well, that was kind of the time. You can't hold them against, you can't hold that against them. These are the same. These are the same things. They came from that time. Why don't we get some people to come from a more uh, from a, a time where we're looking at things a little differently, where we're trying to make laws to affect things differently? I, I'm I'm already almost at the age where I'm past that, but I would love to see some younger people. One of the things that was amazing about Clinton, who I was not a fan of either, but wasn't angry at him, him or her, him, oh, uh, her, Bill, and, uh, you mean, yeah, you mean Bill or Hillary, Bill, Bill, oh. Bill was the president. Hillary was she wasn't even there to suck his dick. Uh, there was other people there to do that. I don't know what Hillary was doing. I guess she was preparing to be president. Listen, they, they, I liked him because he was he brought a youthfulness, and I don't want to say like a childlike youthfulness, but he was looking at the future from a, a more youthful perspective. And you have to see things from the future the way they're going. You can't just look at the past on how uh, the country is going to work. The country's not going to work that same way. This is not it, it. We're moving forward. We're progressing. But the people we keep electing are not people that are progressing. They're at their they're at their end of the game. I look at life as like a hockey game because I instead of four periods, like in basketball or football, there's three periods. There's your youth. There's the middle of your production of yourself. And then it's your retirement to death. Everybody we've been electing is retirement to death. Why are these people running it? Where's the productive people that can see the changes that we need to make? Where is the compromise when we know we need uh, natural resources, but we have one guy who's like wants to turn the wrenches and, and bring all the oil in and not worry about the environment. And then we have another guy that's so worried that only wants to appease the environment people and turns everything off. Isn't there some kind of balance in between? Isn't there some kind of scientific, the people who study the science of this could m maybe remap find different ways, better product to move oil around or gas without doing the things that we're doing to damage the iron. But we're, we're, it's one or the other because what we're doing is dick on the table, guys. That's what they are. I'm this guy, bam. I'm this guy, bam. It's not about either one of them. It's how we need to adjust so that we can continue to grow and live in this country. And we do need to help the people that are trying to get here that have terrible lives, but you can only help so many people because once you get to it, like you said, how are we overpopulated? Once you get to a certain weight, you can't hold that structure up anymore anyway. What are we doing? There's, there's a reasonableness to this and we lost it. We lost all reason because really, and this is what's the most brilliant thing about Trump. If you really want to get it, all we're doing, 
all we have done for the last four years of this Biden administration is or three years, right? It's only three. We're fighting the ghost of Trump past. Every decision's made off of what Trump said or did. It's not original decisions. It's just the opposite to a point because there's a lot of things that Biden said that he was going to change that uh, Trump did, but because they're not in the media or they're not getting national coverage, he hasn't changed any of those. But all the ones that are on the top, the ones that the news likes to report on, those all got changed. Um, dude, I, I, I'm going, I don't know who's hated more, Biden or the mayor of New York. Eric Adams is not a popular person. They thought he was going to be tough on crime. He was an ex, uh, ex-cop. They thought he was. Now, 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 and there, a lot of these people are upset with him because of the New York situation. But is that really his 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 blame, or is, again Biden? Like he's just doing what Biden. It, it's partially him though too. He needs he needs to put his foot down. He needs to to uh, ask for more funding. New York can't finance this. Uh, the only thing that this could do, the only thing that New York could do, because I don't understand how New York, how people in New York pay their taxes anyway. Because if if wherever else you live in the country, you're not paying. Well, San Francisco might, L.A. might be close, but the taxes in New York, the taxes you pay every month on your home is just fucking it's it's I don't know how people can afford to live there. So you're paying all these taxes so that you can fund the city and the city is doing everything. This is a better question. These trillions of dollars that Biden is authorizing and getting funding and your government, your, your Congress people are authorizing to be spent. You guys understand this is your money, right? This is the tax dollars that I'm talking about, the money that you spend. There's the state tax dollars that you spend for your for your state, but then there's the federal. And you're spending all that money. That's the biggest chunk of your check that comes out. It's it's your money. And these guys are making decisions. We haven't even gotten to Ukraine yet uh, on how to fund, how to, what, what is best to do with your money. And this is why the Republican side is no longer, people talk about the Republican side and they're heartless and they're this. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be an emotional ride to be a Republican. It was supposed to be what's best for the country without emotions. Because listen, anytime we see poverty or anything that was sad or yeah, you want to fix that. Everybody wants to fix that, but there's only so much you can afford to fix. And part of that was supposed to be that. But these guys now have spent as much as any Democrat ever has. Uh, there was a fiscal responsibility to being a Republican. <coughs> you didn't find financing these war, this war that we're doing right now. Uh, that is, that I don't know if we're trying to gently nudge ourselves into World War III with Russia and China, because China is going to side with Russia on this, it looks like, if that's what it comes down to. And then it's going to be Europe against China and Russia. Uh, everything, is, everything is in a state of almost collapse right now. I don't want to say it's going to collapse. I'm just saying it's in a state where if some things go wrong, it could get catastrophic. You think it'll go? You, you you think it'll go there? Really? Dude, I think I almost want to believe that there's some interest in some kind of war because that that's that's the way when you're in a deep recession depression, war tends to uh, to move money and make things happen and changes economies. I just don't think this is going to work out the way anybody wants it. To. Let me let me ask you something. This is something I've never understood. Why is America the big superhero? that has to take care of other people. Like, like, why not France? You know, why not another country? 
You know what I mean? Why is it America's job to take care of everybody? It wasn't ever supposed to be. It was supposed to be, uh, it was supposed to be a, a global effort. And there was, there was countries that had better systems and more money, and they were supposed to take it. The NATO alliance was supposed to be those countries. This is one of the reasons Trump wanted to pull out is because America was spending more than anyone else. And our, 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 what NATO was doing really didn't benefit America anymore, and that the NATO alliances for Europe really are what needed to continue to work because this is where the problems are. Uh, but America was spending all the money and, being, and financing this. That's why Trump wanted out of it. But the media, again, made Trump out to be the bad guy, this warmonger who Trump but Ned, had, didn't have a war. Uh, I, I, listen, I, listen, I can defend him because I, I'm not mad at him for for what I've what I've said before in the podcast. I, I said I didn't like him as uh, the, the listen. I, all the things you said, divisive. Uh, what other things that you he we know him to be in terms of you know articulating things in such a way that was flat out racist, right? I, I, I you know. It sounds racist when the media put their spin on it. I, I'm I, I, honestly, I'll go again to what he said it, it, about it's, it's no, okay, go ahead. Uh, but I don't want to do that because we've been down yeah. that road. Uh, and I will agree with you where I once didn't. Yes, I believe the media played a part in putting a certain spin on things, but I also think you know he has to lie in the bed that he kind of created too. I, I agree with it. He, now, that's now, what I said. He's okay. divisive. He's, so, so with that being said, though, I'm just saying. Because some of what you're saying in terms of what he wanted to do, what he did do, what he could have done, sounds like, okay, I know you don't like him. I know you're not defending him. But some of what you're saying, it sounds like, yeah, he might have been the right guy for certain aspects of the job. And that's why I'm sitting here going, again, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but the transgender sports thing, the lawlessness with these stores, the borders... And you said you don't think he can do any of those things. But uh, if he did, I'm now going, would it be a bad idea to hurt this guy? He has to fight all the media. That's well, he's going to do that. He, but he has to fight through it. Then he has to fight the court of public opinion to be able to get through everything. Plus, he has to get by everything that they're trying to throw at him right now legally, which I don't know if he's going to get by or not. Because they can, they can end it for him if they want to. If they really want to, I think they could. And they have people in the right places that they could. Uh, so I, I just don't see that that's happening, nor do I want that. I think that there's, there's people out there. Listen, uh, and I'm just saying, I'm sorry, but as a black person, and this is why I was going, I know it seems like, and we talked about this recently where I went, seems like a lot of black people are turning around and going Trump, Trump, Trump. And I'm just going as a black person, knowing at that time when Colin Kaepernick was taking them knees and black players were in support of him and taking knees too because police were killing black people. And you cut to Trump going, get that son of a bitch off the field. And again, you know, uh, uh, churning the fires of already parts of racist white America that was like, yeah, well, you know, if you ain't grateful for what the NFL in America provides you in terms of a life and money, then maybe you shouldn't be playing football. Where It's like, are you not understanding what Colin Kaepernick is doing. So as a black person, I'm going, so now you saying, Aries, you're in support of a guy who was saying, get them sons of bitches off the field for taking knees because our people were being killed by cops? You rooting for that guy now? Now, that's why I'm like, you know what I mean? If he can do what he's, 
some of the things that need to be done, I'm I'm kind of for it. Dude. But 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 I'm also I'm also for that guy. So that's my dilemma. Well, it, it this is where I'm saying he doesn't. Donald Trump would have made a great behind the scenes person. He's not the face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not the face. Millie Vanilli uh, recorded an album and became hit hit song makers. Yeah. But there was a reason why they didn't use the real guys because they didn't look good. They didn't dance good. They could sing. Right. But you needed a face. Right. Donald Trump had some ideas that were, could be done, but they needed to be worked out uh, a little bit better. They're, they needed to be presented in a way that didn't sound like they were trying to uh, uh, remove people uh, from being the America, being a, a, a central part of America. Um Going back to the Colin Kaepernick thing, Colin Kaepernick had been uh, sitting before that, and uh, and I think he had good reason for what he was doing. When those guys said those sons, sons of bitches, sons of bitches, sons of bitches, they're talking about this is a sport, and you're going to use this time to 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 do this demonstration. But that's not new. No. It's always been done, kind of. Not not on that level, it hadn't been. What do you mean not on that level? Well, part of it is that it's it, it it's a team. Uh, and so it was divisive within the teams. It was divisive on a lot. You know, Abdul Rauf. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. He uh he was he was the first to really do that and take that stand. And man, him. did he pay for it. Yeah, he did. Uh but there was a divisiveness with the teams, with players. It caused problems. It caused tensions. But this has always been there. We just didn't hear about it the same way that we heard about it with with uh, with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, even uh, even when it was even in basketball, it was uh, rules were passed and they kind of made it that way. But there's been problems between Serbian players and uh, kind of, um, other players from other from I forgot who the Serbians are at war with, uh, but. There was problems with other team players, European players playing against other people that had issues. We've had these issues in the past. This was the first time that it was brought into so much light and obvious for good reason on this one. But how they did it, how they went about it, um, I think that they got the most that they could for, for it. Um, I wasn't offended by it. I, I still don't understand why it was able to get that kind of traction. I mean, you're taking a knee. If you see veterans, they take knees. They they some of them don't have any. Some of them don't have any, but they'll take a knee. <laughs> they'll bow their head. They'll do all the stuff that he was doing. I don't right. under, I, I didn't understand it. I thought it was misplaced. But that's what happens when you have a person in the White House who can't honestly walk a mile in someone else's shoes and doesn't understand what the problem is with the different community. And instead of just having a knee jerk reaction, is this isn't the right place for it? And coming out and saying, "Get those some sons of bitches off the field." trying to articulate in a way, well, we have a very, we have a situation here. I don't think this is the right place for it. I think we need to, and, and, and then come up with some things to change, uh, to make a better, a better change in the country. But that's not who he was. That's why I don't want him to be president because to be a great president for this country, at least I can't speak for other countries. I don't know what they need, but for this country, you need someone that this is a unique country. We have people in here from all over the world that all have citizenship, that all have a say, and you need to be able to represent all those people. And you can't walk, a, you can't walk, see anything from outside of your Trump Tower window. 
And if you can't see anything from outside of that, how are you going to have empathy for other people? That's why I don't want him there. He can't do that. And he can't articulate any empathy for other people. He has two kinds of people, man. And this is the real truth about it. He has successful people and he has people that he just looks at as losers. That's it. That's his two. And, and, and he, he'll help a loser out, but only when they're losers. He'll help them out. He might throw a dollar at someone, but believe me, he ain't touching you. He's going to walk by real quick and throw whatever he has at you. <laughs> he doesn't see things. He doesn't have a perspective. He didn't grow up with other. He has such a small window that he looks out of. I, I can't be a part of that. And it will happen again. If he's elected, we'll go into this nothing happens right mode where everything just shuts down again. He's not the right guy. He's not going to make our lives better. He's not going to make this country better. I, I think some of his policies could. Right. He's just the wrong person to deliver the message. <laughs> uh, what is the percentage you give that he will be president again? I don't think there's any way he'll be president. You really don't? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna say something that Bill Maher said uh, when Trump was running the first time, and Bill Maher was the only one kind of saying this, but it was like everybody's laughing, all the political pundits. Oh, this is a joke. Oh, he'll never be president. And Bill Maher, at some point, I'm going, guys, y'all need to stop laughing. This, this, this is, could be a reality. It's getting dangerous. So when you say that, with that kind of conviction and belief. No, no, I, I'm not saying it with conviction and belief. I'm hoping that the people of this country realize the same thing that I'm saying right now is that there's someone else out there that's better equipped to fix I, I, not only today's problems, but the problems that, that people like Trump can't even see right now. I think that you are a rational thinker and person, and I think you are part of a small minority. Because I think between what's going on with the border, the dislike for Biden, the transgender issue, the lawlessness, people are clamoring for Trump. And now the black people are starting to go, hmm, between what's happening, Trump's fan base, and now black people are starting to go, hmm, I think it's more possible than before. I, uh, I, I, I don't really know. The, I didn't research this at all, so, but I'll say something about this really quickly. One of the people who got the longest convictions were the guy who runs uh, Black People for Trump, Black Folks for Trump. Uh, convictions? He was convicted for the January 6th uh, uh, attack on the uh, the black guy yeah and he got the, lo- the worst of and it he's got he's got the, the longest sentence so uh boy oh boy america kka kkka so, so i don't know i i, I don't know <laughs> i and i'm bringing it up because and i said i haven't i didn't do the research on it i heard that and i don't know if it's 100 percent true i didn't look into it i just heard it and i kind of did what you did yeah yeah uh but uh, so, but that that also shows something though too. They really, uh, the other side, right, doesn't want a, a black contingency coming out for Trump because that isn't good for uh, the Democrats. The other side meaning the the Democrats do not want. Of course not. Because of course not. that's really going to sway things because they yeah. can't they can't lose any of these votes. Yes. That we're talking about. Um, the reason I just don't think I think there's going to be some third party candidates. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, uh, if if DeSantis was to run, I, I know he wouldn't win. Is he young? He's younger. I know he wouldn't win, but I know that he could split some of the votes from Trump. Uh, this is what's going to be really interesting. Who's going to split the vote? I think it's I, I think it's funny to see what, what's going on again uh, with the Democrats is that uh, 
when Hillary ran and uh, was was going to run, and, and she had a big uh, challenge from uh, from uh, Bernie Sanders. You know, basically, the truth is she owns the Democrat. She owned the Democratic Party. She funded the Democratic Party. So she even said when people were saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, it's not fair. This isn't. Hey, it doesn't make a difference because when we get to the convention, we're allowed to pick whoever we want to run. Basically, she just said, I don't care what you try to come up with. I don't care if you say we stole it from Barry. He wasn't going to get this anyway. The Democratic Party gets to nominate the, the runner. Right. And so she was saying that was going to be her no matter what. So there's that. And then here we are in this situation again. And here's the Democrats again. Now, these are the Democrats. And this is why I can't stand them, because this is what they do. Uh, and I'm a Democrat. I'm, I'm legally uh, registered as a Democrat because I want to vote in the primaries. I used to be an independent. Um, but here, here's what they did. And now they're doing it. Biden won't debate RFK. He doesn't want to go against RFK. Remind me, who's RFK? Robert Kennedy Jr. Okay. He doesn't want to go against him. He doesn't want to debate him. So they're not putting, and he can't get on certain ballots. And so the Democrats, if you guys don't understand that they're just as fucking shady. And they, and the only problem is, is that they haven't been called out the way that the Republican side is. And, and, the, and I, I think I said this on the podcast before, this is where the change of the guard has happened. Democrats are, are have seized control. The media is Democrats. It used to be the media was a Democratic or very liberal kind of media who was calling out this very conservative Republican government. And that's happened for years. But it shifted. And so the media is still liberal, but they're not calling out any of the liberal bullshit. And the conservatives now have these have to come out and call out all this uh, liberal bullshit that's happening. And it, there is a lot of liberal bullshit. We cannot afford to do what we're doing. I, I don't even know why he's attempting to do this, why he's trying to continue to pull this off. It's not going to work. I don't know if Biden knows he's not going to, there's no way he's going to win. No, I don't believe so either. Dude, I'm telling you like pay-per-view TV and I know it can't happen, but I swear it would feel like a pay-per-view event. I just would love to see Obama versus Trump. But the scary part to me is there are so many of my people who want to stick to that bullshit, Obama didn't do shit for us, that I believe we would turn our backs on Obama in favor of Trump. And I think that would be a goddamn travesty. It, Trump, if Obama had these policies, I, I could see that happening. But Obama had great immigration policies. Obama didn't let this shit happen either. That's why I love that nigga, man. He didn't, uh, Obama is the kids in cages president, to be honest. He got a little, he got some of them from uh, the Clintons. And then in these, these cages work. Uh, let's, let's uh, these cages work. <laughs> uh, they work very well. Uh, we don't need to put locks on. Uh, we just, they're, they're good cages. They're the same cages uh, that they used to keep niggas in. I think that, uh, you know, I think he probably did a better job at keeping track of where the children went. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they all knew where the children went. Maybe they all knew they went to Epstein Island. No, I'm, that's a conspiracy theorist kind of thing. I'm just, I was just fucking around with that. Just okay. fucking around yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this border is, is a problem. Now, on the border, and I know we have to wrap this up. It's, it's not, like I said, it's not Hispanic. It's not Mexican. It's not even Hispanic anymore. It's Chinese. It's Middle Eastern. It's, uh, where else did they say that they were showing where these guys were coming from? They're coming from all over. And a lot of them are single men 
at the ages between 25 and 35, single men coming here. That's also, and the reason they're pointing these out is that these are also the ages of people that are that are able to work, well-bodied, well-bodied, and also maybe able to fight. So uh, you're not tracking who's coming in. You need to know that. I, that's why we need fuck Trump back. He's fucking guy. He's gonna protect America and keep us safe and let her do our fucking jobs and shoot our AR-15s and empty beer cans in the back of the fucking trailers whenever we want. Hurley, can you please stop talking about Trump? It gets me. Shut the fuck up, Swing, for coming there and make you look like Air Spears and get the fucking raccoon eyes. We need better policies. We need some. We need some more creative thinking. We need some younger people. Um, and when I say younger people, I'm not talking about twenty to twenty year olds to readjust and and redo. I'm talking about some people that are have their finger on the pulse of what's happening, seeing the future of our, of, of the world and, and making some better policies based on that. But we got to do something because this is not going to work. Mexicans, fucking Africans, fucking chinks, wops. I mean, everybody's coming to the fucking country. It ain't going to be ours no more. Jesus Christ. I wish they'd bring back 1777 when we were in complete control. I wish they did it before the computers. The fuck is a computer? Yeah. So much nicer when the government didn't know everything about you completely. I used to use my girl as a typewriter. I had her get in a dog style position on her knees and palms. I put a piece of paper on her back and I type with my fingers on her back. Tap, tap, tap. And when it was time for that little noise, I'd go ding and slap her. She'd be the typewriter noise. <laughs> ding. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, we should call this episode uh, Andy's episode. It was all you, brother. It was a lot of me. Uh, I know you get passionate about it. Well, this. I just want, I would like to see a better. Ab- That's why I think you would be great on Real Time, man. I yeah. think you would be great on that show. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd want to do it. I, I really don't. I don't know. Really? Dude, Dude, you can hold your own. I'm telling you. If I had to go argue with some, there's guys, though, that just study certain aspects of this and they know exactly what they're fucking talking about. And I'd be very in awe of those. There'd be, there's guys that's been on that show that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. No. Dana Carvey was one of the worst guests I've ever seen. He kept trying to do his impressions. As to, well, he's a political, like, being a pun? No, just random impressions. Nah. Like, dude, you are forcing this shit. Like, if this ain't your forum, man. I guess not, man. But I, I, I think that people need to be aware. And I think most people are being... I think that this... Uh, I think that having two of the worst presidents back-to-back has made us realize some things. Doom, 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 doom. I will be back. I just, the question I have, and I'll leave it at this and we'll end this episode. If this is cool with you, I'll, I'll, I'll end on this is, is how does this end? Because Dude, we already I, know, I, we, we know what it was before. I think you said it, you alluded to it. Anarchy. I think there's going to be some sort of anarchy, man. Well, we watched what happened in Portland where it, it they did take over the, uh, uh, the capital and, and the, the it was they took it over and they started trying to start their own little government inside of Portland. So that is part of this anarchy that you're talking about when you could lose the government and it doesn't make a difference. But we're losing the business when you people are going to know a few things when you start um, losing businesses and jobs go away. And now it's very inconvenient for you to go get medicine, to go get some groceries, to go do some basic necessities. And now you have to travel further to get it it could even be more expensive 
um, and less jobs. And the money that you would think would go to someone who needed the money that is what, and I'm just saying it this way, that is an American citizen who has uh, paid his taxes, paid his time here. And you would think that if they were having a bad time, that they would be up for money uh, for some assistance. And they're not getting it. As we see many people in the street don't get assistance for the mental health that they need. Assistance. Thank you. You said assistance. I needed assistance and you were late with it. Magic, nigga. Uh, But they need that help. And instead, the people that are coming here. A lot of people ain't getting assistance, you know. They need medical assistance to be successful. Exactly. During the playoffs. So the coach lay out the plan, that will be done. For you can let them know. But if you're not getting any of those services and the money's going to someone else that's not even here, that doesn't pay taxes, that hasn't been part of this country, you're going to be a little bit upset. And that's what I'm watching happen in New York right now. And that's what I'm watching unfold. Give out some dates. Oh, wow. You know what we didn't talk about on this podcast? What? Cocksucker! No sports. No sports. You know, it's a bad day in America when all the money has been given out and you can't even get some new nets for some basketball courts. God, insert Godfrey. Oh, let's look into that. My, my, my tr- attempt at Trump always goes into Stewie. <laughs> we gotta close the border patrol. We gotta close the border patrol. Brian, Brian. Guys, before I give out the dates, I just want to let everybody know that we have been rescheduled December 7th and 10th at Magoobies. We are no longer going to be there that week. Uh, We have been rescheduled for, let me see if I can give you that date. Uh, Dun, dun, dun. The new date is January 18th to the 21st. Just want to let you guys know in case uh, you actually heard it. If you think about getting some tickets, uh, it's going to be in January instead. All right, guys, uh, we are, you're going to be listening to this. We're going to be in Hartford Funny Bone in Manchester, Connecticut. All right, Hartford Funny Bone, October 6th to the 7th. Then we're going to be October 13th to the 15th back in Orlando, Florida. October 19th to the 22nd, Chicago Improv. October 26th to the 29th, Milwaukee Improv. And then back up in New York, upper New York, uh, November 11th. 3rd to the 5th, we're going to be at Levity Live in West Nyack. November 10th to the 12th, we're going to be in Tampa, Florida at the Improv. Uh, November 16th to the 19th, we're going to be at the Ontario, California Improv. Very much looking forward to that. Then we're going to head right up north. California, you want to drive it, Aries? All the way from uh, Ontario to San Jose. Ooh, that's six hours. November 24th to the 26th, we're going to be in San Jose. December 1st to the 3rd, Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington. Haven't been there in a while. Looking forward to it. And as I said, we're not going to be at Magoobies. It's got rescheduled for January, so check that out. December 15th to the 17th, we're going to be at Summit in Fort Wayne, Indiana. December 21st to the 23rd, Bricktown Comedy Club in OKC. And December 28th to the 30th, the Improv in Washington, D.C. There it is, baby. Oh, should we stop by and say bye to Biden? Should we wave bye? Yeah. Maybe we go <laughs> ride with him on a bicycle. Watch him fall. He forgot how to ride a bike. Is that it? That's it. That's a show. All right.
from here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag is sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're going to live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> 